our broadcast is on. Mm-hmm. I see it. It says live on my end. Yeah, we are live officially, I guess. Hey. All right. Hi. So we are good, right? I mean, this is it. We're in, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we can save this and then upload it. I could even start the YouTube channel like today. This is amazing. I'm excited. Cribsy, welcome. We are officially here, right? We, I mean, this is it. We officially made it. We fucking made it. Even After though like we what? both had issues today. <laughs> we both had some issues today, but that's okay. We're finally on. We're finally ready to go. Um, it is our first episode of Reckless Thoughts. Cribsy, what are your reckless thoughts right now? What are you thinking? That I'm going to sue Beats because these fucking headphones <laughs> do not work, okay? They are a lie. I'm just... I'm sure Beats will uh, will give us something later on in the future for that. Um, so yeah, maybe I shouldn't trash talk them, huh? <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Maybe you know if they don't give us anything, then we'll, we'll get on their case. But um, you know, I'm actually really excited because this is our first episode. This is a a, a pilot episode uh, for me and Cribs. And uh, Cribs, you know, let's talk about a little bit about ourselves first. So the viewers, once they get to see this video, get to know a little bit about us. If most of them will know us, but the ones that don't will tune in for the first time and get to meet us, you know, tell us about you know yourself first a little bit. All right. So uh nickname is Cribs, longer name is Cribsy. People always have a hard time, so we skip through that. Um <laughs> you wanna know my age? I'm 27 years old. I am a Miami fan. Oh, wait, this way. Yeah, there you go. That way. <laughs> Miami fan, a uh, huge Dolphins fan, been watching football since I was seventh grade. So, wow. I mean, whatever, you could do the math there, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> used to be a big Tom Brady fan. How does that work? What do you mean? How does how are you a Dolphin fan, but then a Tom Brady fan, too? Like, it just it doesn't... So, here's the thing, and this... uh. This, this is this is my confessional right here. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. No one judge me, and you will. But you know what? It's okay. It's fine. So when I'm I judging. first when I first started watching football, um, it was the Super Bowl between God. I think I want to say I was 2007. I think it was the Giants. Uh, Giants Pats. I yes. Oh wow! Undefeated season. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I was, um, at the time, following the Patriots because I, you know, that's what I knew. Well, not really what I knew, but I was trying to fit in with the crowd. I was fitting in with the, with the kids. I got invited to my first Super Bowl party. I was the only girl there. So I was like, okay, this is lit. Like, <laughs> I got it. I'm in there. I'm in there right. like swimwear. Right. And that was my first introduction to football. And so I was a big... I'm going to say it. I used to be a big Patriots fan. Wow. Everybody, I just, my mind is blown because I've known Cribs for a couple of years now. And this story blew my mind because I've always known you as a Dolphin fan. And to hear you say you like the GOAT, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And then, you know, obviously as I got older and I like, I really got into it and I started like doing my research mm-hmm. and I was like, dang, you know, like I'm kind of being a, in Nicaragua, we call them a matamama, which is like when you <laughs> when you go against your own home, like country or home right. team or like, you know, yeah. and I was like, that's not cool. You know, it's like, let me look up the dolphins. And then by like, what, ninth grade, I was like, yeah, got to be a You're dolphins right. fan. Sorry. Dolphins fan. Wow, okay. yeah. 
That's cool, though. That's a cool story. And that's a great Super Bowl. Your first, you know, we're going to talk more about the Super Bowl on today's episode. So that's cool because the Super Bowl, uh, your first Super Bowl is the Giants and the Patriots, the undefeated season that went down in a blaze of glory to the Giants, Eli Manning. Yep. That was a great Super Bowl. I, that was a, a lot of fun. I remember that game because a lot of people were like, hey, there's no way the Giants is beating the New England Patriots. I mean, there's just no way. Right? It's, it's impossible. The Giants, I believe, that earlier that year ended up beating Green Bay in the playoffs. They went to Lambeau and did it. Uh, now it seems like any team can go to Lambeau and beat Green Bay in January. Um, shots, you know. Uh, shots fired. Um, but, but the Giants did it at a time that nobody believed they could do it because I believe, um, you know, this Aaron Rodgers and them were pretty hot. Anywho, Eli Manning does it and goes and beats the Patriots. They had lost in Week 17. I don't know if you know that. But Week 17, I was flying out. And I remember seeing Giants Patriots. It was week 17, and you know, Patriots smashed them. And I remember, or like it was close, but it was like, ah, they're undefeated. They're not going to lose to the Giants. They beat the Giants. And then the Super Bowl is the rematch. So you're thinking, same thing's going to happen. And, you know, the rest is history, as like they like to say. So, yeah. Pretty yeah. dope. Pretty dope. All right. Awesome. So, you know, Cribs, you like sports, you like football, um, you like basketball, any other sports that you're into? Mm, I mean, I used to be a water polo player, so I watch a lot of water polo during, you know, the Olympics and all that. Um, okay, cool. But like follow, follow, no, just, you know, football, That's basketball. It. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Well, let me tell you a little bit about myself, right? So for those that don't know, my name is Alexander, uh, the reckless one, one of the original reckless men out here in this world. Um, I love all types of sports, right? I'm a big fan of all types. My first love is soccer. Uh, being born in a Colombian slash Peruvian family, I was into very invested in soccer. I uh, still am. I've gone to World Cups. You know, as some of you may know, I've gone to Brazil's World Cup, looking, crossing my fingers that I can go to Qatar's World Cup this year. Um, and then I fell in love with football. I was a big kid. And my the city that I grew up in is a really big city on soccer. So a lot of the kids were a lot thinner, a lot faster than I was. So I didn't fit in with the soccer crowd, even though I was cool with them. I didn't fit in. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do football. I'm a bigger guy. You know, my, my one of my best friends was playing, and I, that's how I got into football. And once I finished my uh, my four years of playing, um, I, knew, I knew I wasn't going to go to college. I wasn't that good to do anything in college or anything like that. So I decided to coach football. So I began coaching football for many years, and uh, I did that. And I love watching sports. I'm a huge 49er fan, as you can see in the back. I've been a fan since the 97-98 season when Steve Young hit that big pass to Terrell Owens, my favorite player of all time, against the Green Bay Packers. Um, so, yeah. And then my first Super Bowl that I ever watched was in 1995. That's a long time ago. So you guys make the math of how old I might be. Um, 1995 was the first Super Bowl. I didn't understand what the hell was happening, but I remember it was the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers, Super Bowl 30. I don't know what happened. I know all I know is the Cowboys won. And I really just didn't understand. They didn't grasp it, you know. But um, being from the New England area, you know, I should be a Patriots fan, but I am not. The fans have pushed me away from the dark side, and you know, I went my own way, and I became another fan. As you're going to see as we talk more about sports, you're going to see that I have a wild group of teams. You know, I'm a Jazz fan, a Braves fan, and we'll get into that, you know, a lot, lot later on and stuff like that. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is this Sunday. Depending on when you watch this or hear this podcast, um, you know, the game might have already ended and might have happened. Or if not, you might be hearing a nice preview from us. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, but before I get into that, any funny Super Bowl stories that you may have, Cribs? Oh, man. 
Um, how about not remembering a Super Bowl? Is that does that count? <laughs> oh man, let's hear that one. Um, it was what like two or three years ago. When was it? The, when the Falcons got blown out? Oh, uh, that was wait. Falcons? Was no, the the comeback for the Patriots. Falcons? No. No, 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 not that one. No, that one we were into. No, it was about two or three years ago. I don't know. It was a blowout Super Bowl game. I can't remember who was playing. It just, it was so, like we were playing football bingo, you know, when you like have that yeah. cards and like you take a drink with whatever comes out, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. M- maybe it was the, um, the, the Broncos Seahawks. Oh, that sounds familiar. Was that was that- a blowout. That was a huge blowout. Yeah. It, it was a blowout because all I remember is by halftime. That's, that's how bad you don't even remember the story, right? Because <laughs> by halftime, I was like, "Who's performing?" I didn't even remember who was performing at halftime, and that's a big deal because you know, I yeah. mean, the the second part of the Super Bowl is the concert, right? Right. You know, I mean, Absolutely. that's mostly why women watch it in the first place. So yeah. For um yeah, for me to be sitting in that couch and ask who's performing, I mean, you could just imagine um the amount of alcohol I had consumed <laughs> and not remembering the teams. I just remember it was so bad that we were like, okay, let's just all get drunk to forget how awful this game this is. This game like, is, yeah. Wow. Jeez, man, that's that's tough. You know, lately the Super Bowl games have been really competitive, they've been really good. Even the Rams Patriots, which was a little bit of a, a defensive snooze fest was still a pretty close game. It was only, what, 10-3 or 7? I forget the, the exact score, but it was still close. So blowouts are very hard to come by, but when they do happen, you're just kind of like, damn, like, that sucks. You know, you wish you had a better game and stuff like that. I'm, I'm always in the conspiracy theories that, you know, the games are a little fixed, that, oh, uh, the fan view. So that's how I I'm feel not, about the NBA. Oh, well, we'll definitely get into that. <laughs> we'll definitely get into that in the future. But um, one of my funniest stories, I actually went to the Super Bowl. I know you know this, that I went to the Super Bowl – you didn't know this? I didn't went to a Super Bowl, uh, the Niners Ravens. I went to the Niners Ravens Super Bowl. You, you might have told me this. In passing, I might, okay. but, you might not have. You yeah. might have been too drunk to remember. Anyways, we. Uh, I went. To, <laughs> I uh, the Niners go to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, and I remember that I I I needed the money right away. It was thirty thirty five hundred dollars to get a ticket. That's how expensive uh, Super Bowl tickets are. We'll talk a little bit about that too. How just outrageous the prices are. Mm. Um, so this was what 2012, 2013. So I pay. Uh, I asked a friend to loan me the money. She did. She loaned me the money, and she knew I was good for it. So she loaned me the money. I made. I made it happen. I drove from Miami to New Orleans, fourteen hours to get there on a Saturday because I had school Friday. Got there on a Saturday, uh, partied for about four hours tops, and then got ready for Super Bowl Sunday the next day. And it was a beautiful experience. Uh, StubHub, if you ever buy your tickets through StubHub, they do this like big Super Bowl party at a building. That's where they give you the ticket. They make sure that everything's legit. Um, you know, they show you why the ticket is real, uh, which that's how I learned, you know, not to get hustled out here in Miami because in Miami they were hustling people left and right and I knew what to look for. So shout us to StubHub on that one. And they did a beautiful party where we had a lot of food. But the funny thing was that I don't know if you remember that was a Super Bowl that Beyonce performed, and the Niners were getting blown out by the Ravens, and the second half begins and the lights go out. The lights went out in the stadium, like they something something. Yeah, it was crazy. And I remember people started texting me and they were like, "Hey man, like turn the lights back on." 
you know, and I'm just like, I'm not turning the lights on until we start the game over. Cause I mean, the game looked like it was pretty much over at that point. And, you know, it was just a funny, funny story because it was my first Super Bowl ever. I'm paying $3,500 and the stadium lights go out. And uh, I just remember thinking to myself, like, oh, this, this sucks, <laughs> but it ended up being a great game. The Niners almost made a comeback and it was fun. Uh, that's probably one of my better stories in the Super Bowl. Um, I love football. I've been watching Super Bowl since, you know, since forever. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into into a lot of those things. This year is the Los Angeles Rams and the Bengals. Cribs, give me your thoughts. What did you think about this crazy season? I want to say that I called the Rams to their Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. No okay. way. No I, way. I called them. I called them. They were, they, I like, I don't, I don't listen. I don't know what it was. Call it mm -hmm. intuition, call it whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But from the beginning, I, I want to say by like week five, I was like, okay. dude, I was like, there's just something special about this team. And then once they had like OBJ and all, you know, like, Von Miller and all these moves, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once they, once they were making moves, I was like, man, if they can get it together by this season, like, you know, incorporate the, the new players and figure this out. Right they are gonna they're gonna make it like I, I don't know what it was i don't know what it was i mean they had like a beginning you know um but i did call it now mm. shocker bangles yeah what? agreed agreed afc north team that's playing with the ravens the steelers and then the browns who had came off a good year last year i know that they had a bad year this year but they came off a really good year last year you're thinking bengals got no chance right i mean you want to talk about coming off a bad season the bengals had an awful season last year right burrow gets injured tears his acl is out for most of the year um the rookie of the year becomes justin herbert because of that and essentially you're thinking you know it's going to take him a while to kind of get back and, and the bengals did good but you were like they're not really super bowl contenders right like i mean they, they can't do that they're not beating chiefs they're not beating the bills or the titans but here they are here they are the biggest game you know of of their history right because last time they were in the super bowl was 1988 against my niners and they haven't made one since. They haven't even been in an AFC championship since. Um, so shout out to your Dallas Cowboy fans who just continue to live in misery while the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. That's crazy to me. That's just it's mind boggling. Oh it's man. I have a I have a friend that's a Cowboys fan, and I yeah. sent him this I sent him this meme that they were putting out where it was like um, the NFL was like tired of giving uh, a certain team like home court advantage. So yeah. they were just going to move all their Super Bowls to Dallas. Yes, two years in a row. You might as well move them to Dallas. They, they ain't making the Super Bowl anytime soon. Um, poor Cowboy fans, man. I got nothing but love for you guys, man. I mean, geez, but it's a, it's a war with these guys. Um, but yes, I did not think the Rams were going to make the Super Bowl. My predictions was the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills at the beginning of the season, like the Top, top beginning of the season. And the funny thing was I said Green Bay, and then they get blown out by New Orleans in week one. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to readjust my, my choosings in here. But um, they look good. They look strong. I really did believe Green Bay was going to take care of San Francisco. Um, obviously, I was cheering for San Francisco, but, I, you know, I'm very realistic. I, I'm like, you know, I just don't think in the cold we're going to be able to do what we did. And, and realistically, we won without scoring an offensive touchdown, which was weird the way we won the game. But, you know, that's that's why you play the game, right? Um, but I do believe the Packers were the better team. And I do believe that if Los Angeles would have gone to Green Bay for the NFC Championship, we'd be talking about Cincinnati and Green Bay facing off against each other. Um, same thing with Buffalo. If Buffalo beats Kansas City, I think Buffalo takes care of Cincinnati in Buffalo. 
And uh, and you're talking about a Buffalo Green Bay Super Bowl, which would have been my prediction. Honestly, I thought, I mean, the Bills had it together, too. At the beginning of the season, I was like, all right, the Bills. I mean, obviously, you know, like Dolphins fans, so I was like, <laughs> these guys. But, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I really thought that they had it, too. But I don't know, man, playoffs came around, and I think every everything just went sideways. Like, right. I, I don't think the Niners would win either, you know? Like, I was like. No. No, not at all. I, I, I mean, again, realistically, I was just like, we're, we're not, we don't have the team, like, we just don't have it to do it. Like, I don't think we had it, and luck was on our side, and then I was kind of like, maybe, maybe we could pull this off. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen worse. The Giants is a great, a great that year when you talk about the Super Bowl. The Giants is a perfect example of that. A team nobody was thinking that was going to go all the way, goes into Green Bay, takes out Green Bay, then goes against the undefeated Patriots, takes them out. So, <laughs> we've seen crazier things happen. Um, so I didn't think the Rams were going to make it, um, being a Niner fan, I obviously, I have a lot of focus on Los Angeles. Um, but the one thing I will say, Los Angeles went and cock blocked San Francisco because San Francisco was on the radar to get Matthew Stafford. We were very interested in grabbing Matthew Stafford. Like we knew that our franchise would be in a Super Bowl right now if we had Matthew Stafford instead of Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's not to say that I hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I love Jimmy Garoppolo for everything he's done for this team. He's definitely left it in a better place than when he came. But he's a diff he was a different player ever since he tore his ACL. God bless him. I hope he does amazing wherever he goes. Um, it's not going to be Miami, I'll tell you that, because I know that Mike McDaniels is going to take care of Tua. Um, really well. So you guys got lucky in that one. Got very lucky in that one. I don't know. I'm still, I don't know. Call it like the, call it the Dolphins. Call it the Dolphins curse, if you will. You know, I'm like, not. I'm not convinced. Um, I'm not, I'm not mad. Like, to be honest, I'm not mad. I think any other perspective choice might not have been the best choice, you know? Um, so I'm not completely mad at the decision, but I'm also like, the thing with the Dolphins is that Every time that they are hiring a new head coach, mm -hmm. they they just we always have to go for a new first time head coach, you know. Yeah. But then it's like they don't give them enough time to build on the team. Correct, because Brian Flores, I thought was 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 decent. I thought he was good. He you was know, and it's just become a thing where like every three years we're on we're in a rebuild. Yeah. Like what? And it's not even a rebuild of the team. It's a rebuild of the coaching staff. Right. And they still can't get it together. So, I mean, how, how many times do we have to go through this? You know, like, and it's yeah. not even that we need a whole new coaching staff. It's our offensive coordinators that are not, you know, I, that I think are not up to NFL level tier, you know, like yeah. they've had Plus good quarterbacks. We've had good you know, linemen, but they, we just, we can't get it together. Uh, well, I mean, the lineman is a little questionable, right? Because I mean, you guys couldn't protect Ryan Tannehill, you know, if you guys wanted to, I mean, you guys getting that guy killed, you know, Tua gets an injury. Um, and, and I was scared of you guys drafting Tua because of his injury in Alabama. It's very, very, very fearful of that. Still am still very, very fearful. I, I, I didn't necessarily predict Justin Herbert would be what Justin Herbert is. I didn't predict that what that Joe Burrow would be what Joe Burrow is. You can't really predict those. It's very difficult. But Tua was one of those guys that I was just saying, yeah, I don't know how I feel about a Bama coach. I mean, a, a Bama quarterback. And uh, I'm still like, Jerry's still out. Um, I don't know. I, I, we'll see this year how he does. Mike McDaniels does wonders. I mean, you saw what he did with Jimmy Garoppolo that doesn't run out of the pocket. He doesn't you know, extend plays the way that other quarterbacks can. Um, and he did a pretty good job with him. He, you know, he, 
I think, you know, I know that the numbers, you know, might tell otherwise, but at the end of the day, he, the guy was winning, you know, and that's, that's one thing that you can't take away because the Niners don't win without Jimmy Garoppolo. That's yeah. just the facts, you know? So hopefully I think the Dolphins will be, will be changing a couple of things differently. And it's an AFC North that's up. I mean, uh, AFC East that's up for grabs with, uh, you know, New England with Mac Jones and, you know, you got the bills with Josh Allen and stuff like that. I mean, this is now a competitive, competitive uh, division. Now that you bring that up, you bring up this Mac Jones. um, How do you feel about this criticism that's happening this year around the Pro Bowl? Like, uh, you know, like whatever about injuries and all that stuff. People saying that like, you know, the Pro Bowl shouldn't be something that they do anymore. Mm -hmm. That, you know, personally, personally, I think Mm -hmm. that these guys deserve this. Like, they're the only, you know, they're the league that doesn't have an all-star game. They don't get to like just have like a fun, I don't know, like mid-season run. You know what I mean? Like their season is long. We're talking about 17 weeks where they're playing their butts off. And what's wrong with having like a display game where they can just, you know. Well, I think think it should be that. I think it should be a fun game. But when you put a helmet on these guys, when you put pads on these guys, you know, you're trying to make it something it's not. You know, these guys aren't going to hit each other in a in an all-star game you know what i mean because it's a very brutal game it's not like basketball where you can play a competitive game but even there you see that they don't really defend that much the scores are outrageous you know 150 to 153 and you know what i mean so that you can see that they're not really trying to hurt each other they're all just trying to have a good time and that's okay when it comes to the nba because you could do that in the nfl you can't really do that you know unless you take off their helmets you take off their pads you put flags on them and you have them play a flag football game. You have the linemen participate in a different way. Um, you let them have fun. You know what I mean? But if we're going to sit here and act like we're going to tackle, like we're not tackling nobody. We're not trying to get Mac Jones his first year, you know, sacked and, and you know, tear an ACL or something. You know, you would hate something like that to happen in, a, in something that's supposed to be fun. So I'm all for, like, changing it up to doing, you know, I love that they do the, the, the skills challenge. Uh, I'm all for that. Um, but they should just make it a flag football game at this point. I mean, you know, let's stop acting like we're gonna we're gonna go back to the days that you know Deion Sanders was criticizing and saying that you know they they used to tackle and they used to be it being an, an honor to play in the All Star game. It's not like that anymore, man. Like it, the game's changed and the players' mentalities changed. They're they are taking care of their bodies in a way where it's like my body's a business, you know. And I know that my career, my longevity in the NFL is short. So I'm not going to risk it in an all-star game. Absolutely not. I don't care what you say about honor. I wouldn't do it either. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not going to block that. I'm not going to block Aaron Donald if he's coming at me in an all-star game. I'll be like, go right through my dude. Like, I could care less. Like, not today. We're not winning anything special with this game. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah, that, that reminds me. I, I don't know if you saw this stat, but apparently Tom Brady, his whole career only played in two Pro Bowl games. Yeah, early in his career. So he was invited to 17 of them and decided, no, I'm only going to play in these two. And that I wish I wish I wish he would have joined this last one. I wish he would have just done it this last one. Like, yeah, F it. I'm going to do this last Pro Bowl as like a a fun goodbye. That would have been cool to see, you know, but hey, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't go either. I mean, you know, because of that, you got a guy like Kirk Cousins, who I think had a, a mediocre year go. Um, Russell Wilson didn't have the, the greatest year. He all of a sudden he's in the game. I mean, it's that's that's what happens. You water it down when you do something like that, you know. So, yeah, the all star needs to be scrapped and, and maybe just 
change it up and make it more fun for the fans. It's just not. It's not fun. I don't want. I don't want. I don't know when I've watched a full Pro Bowl game ever. Yeah, in that's. I mean, yeah. If you're talking about that, then yeah, I can see that. Like, we as fans probably don't watch a whole Pro Pro Bowl game, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like the play. Maybe it should just be the players' choices, you know? Like, what if they had an option? Like, what if they wanted to play in a flag football game or if they wanted to put on pads? Yeah. You know? Let them like, pick. Let them yeah. say, hey, we'll do this. We'll rather do that and, and go that way, go that route. I mean, with a flag football game, you have so many options. You can literally make a – and then maybe, I don't know, do a twist. Have some of the players that play a certain position play different. Have a lineman be quarterback for once, you know what I mean, and just have him throw the football or let him go to wide receiver and see if he can, you know, outrun a defensive, you know, tackle, you know, on a on a route. You know what I mean? Like, I love what Stephon Diggs and, and his brother did. You yeah. know, they were like, that's, that is entertainment. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. But the rest of it isn't fun. That those are the only that was the only thing that I can remember other than Mac Jones dancing, you know, like on a run that nobody was gonna tackle in him because he wasn't gonna get through that that hole. He was gonna get tackled, but they didn't they don't want to hurt the kid. I mean, who would who would want to hurt somebody in this game? Um, yeah, yeah. I think they should have a choice. I think if anything, because I mean, I still like the idea of the of the game. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. it's football. So I mean, agreed. And like you said, they deserve it. But here's the other thing: why? Why bring it in the states? Why not leave it in Hawaii? You know that's a good that's a good vacation. Hawaii is a great look. Alvin Kamara just got arrested in Vegas, right after the Pro Bowl and stuff like that. Because I guess the day before he was at a party and like they got into a fight with somebody. I mean, this guy's face was torn up, right? But this this is the situation. You bring them here in the states. You bring them to a to a city like Vegas where people are just drinking all heavily, heavily, like heavily. Why not go to Hawaii, get away from all of that and have them actually have a vacation and have fun and do the Pro Bowl there? Like, I was all for Hawaii. I don't know why uh, Goodell decided to just, you know, switch it up and bring it into the States. I just don't see the purpose for it. But yeah, I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I to bring see, more. I can see where you're coming from. But yeah. if we're going to talk about a player like Alvin Kamara, who has had these issues before, we are not blaming Vegas drinking for that. I, I get that. I, I, I get it 100%. But it just it avoids a situation like that. You know what I mean? It avoids putting someone at that risk. Look, and, and I get it. You know, some people just have negative energy come to them or you can't say something to them and then they start, you know, wilding out. I get it. Um, I'm not excusing Kamara for his actions. But, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like if you're an alcoholic and you're a recovering alcoholic, you know, you don't want to put the guy at a party with a, with a open bar. You know what I mean? It just, that's just not the environment you want to put the guy in, you know? So that's, that's just my only take on that. that that's the only reason why I say that. Oh, so many bad things happen in Vegas, dude. I don't know why they moved the freaking Raiders over there. Yeah. But especially the Raiders, right? Their fans is already pretty, pretty rough. I mean, somebody in Oakland, I mean, I'm not saying that. So I'm sure you heard about the Niner fan that got attacked and like at the Rams game after the game was over. So there was a Niner fan that got attacked and he, he was pretty bad shape. Like he was like, I don't know if he was in a, in a deuce to coma or what, but I mean, they, they roughed him up pretty badly. And um, the, the fan that hurt him, I guess was from Oakland, you know? So this is the original place of the Raiders, you know, and like Raider fans are known. I mean, I've heard stories. I heard one story years ago of a Raider fan in a preseason game, go up to a 49er fan who was uh, urinating in the stall and he just smashes his head against the, the while he's urinating, so he doesn't see the guy come from behind, and the guy just pushes his head right into the wall and just lays him out like that. 
And I'm not saying that Raider fans are the only ones that do this. There are Niner fans that are like this. There are Patriots fans that are like this. There are Packers fans like this everywhere, right? But it's just like unnecessary, right? And so you have this kind of like this aura with the Raider fans. It's like rough fans. Angry, angry. Yeah. And you take them to Vegas? Yeah. It's a gamble. It's a huge gamble. (laughs) You ever been to Vegas? No pun intended. Right. You ever been to Vegas? Yeah, yeah. I went I mean, to Vegas. You know how it is then. You yeah, it's crazy it. out there. It's and and it's everybody. Like it's not like a you know, like a, in Miami, you'll find maybe some sane people, you know, yeah. so a little bit, but not in Vegas. In Vegas, everybody's out there to just wild, like I can't get enough of it. All right, so uh Rams Bengals, Cribs, what do you got and why? Man, listen, I have been thinking about this for like you know, obviously, since they since since we got it, I'm like, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm like torn. Yeah, I'm torn because I don't I don't want to. Uh, I saw you cheering for the Rams on Twitter. I saw you cheering for the Rams. I'm not gonna hold that against yeah. you. Yeah, well, it's alright. Don't worry about it. It's so here's the thing. Like, I I feel like it's more of an emotional pool than like a physic physical like you know who's a better team kind of. kind of pool if that makes sense like okay um so i'm a huge obj fan i've been a huge obj fan since he came out of um, lsu with juice like you know so um i i you know he's struggled he has struggled so much since he got into the nfl and i know he has talent but he's he's been put in not so great situations and so I kind of want him to win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like I want him right. to have that that um I don't accomplishment know. or just uh-huh. you know. like that self gratification. Like right. I made this, you know, like I got this. So but, th- but does he deserve it though? I think he does. Okay. I think he does. I think that he like I said, I think he has a lot of talent. I just think he hasn't been put in the best situations for him. Like that whole situation that happened with the Browns and and Mayfield and whatever. Like, I to me, it just it doesn't make sense. Like, you have a star QB, you have a potential star. You know, um, oh my God, I'm gonna forget what what he plays. Wide receiver, wide receiver. You know, you have a potential star wide receiver because he's coming off injuries. He has, you know, his issues, whatever. Why can you not make this work? Like, why <laughs> Why is it based on attitude? That's what I don't right. understand. Like, you're both players. You're both getting paid. Your job is to go out there and win games. Mm-hmm. Why are we having this, like, discussion about, oh, uh, the locker room, like, they're not getting along. He's yeah. not throwing him the ball. He's like acting up. He's whatever. Like that. It just, I don't know. Like it took away from the professional professionalism of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think it put him in a situation where like, obviously he didn't want to play anymore. He was wide open missing, you know, like being ignored out in a field Right. when, when he's paid to do that, you know? So I don't know. I think that, you know, whatever coming out of the giants and all of this stuff, like, I, like I said, it's an emotional pull for me, you know, like I've been gotcha. following his career since college. So I'm like, I think that he deserves this regardless of all the BS. Let me ask you this. A player that I feel like OBJ kind of like the way his career has gone, right? A play, And maybe you, you can agree with this, but a player that he reminds me of 
is with like history and all that is a Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because Jimmy Butler had that his that history, you know, kind of attached to him in Chicago and in Minnesota and like, you know, and then Philly. And then it was like, yo, this guy is just this guy sucks to be around. Uh-huh. Right? This guy sucks to be around him. Then he goes to Miami and it's like, yo, this guy is a team leader. Right. Like, this guy is taking us to the promised land. Right. Now, I don't know if OBJ can do that, you know, because, you know, football is a, is you know, different. 50 something players. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit different and yeah. it takes more than just one player to really, you know, push the, the rest of the team the other way. Uh, but I, it, that story kind of seems like it, it kind of falls in, in tie with that with Jimmy Butler. I don't know. Yeah. You, a thousand percent. Feel? And okay. like, you know, like he, I, don't, I just think he like, he, he's a misunderstood kid, you know, like mm-hmm. his, his whole career. I feel like he's been, I don't know, kind of, I, I don't want to say, but the kind of shit on, you know? So. Right. Well, here's my thing about OBJ, right? And 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 it reminds me of Terrell Owens when he was in the 49ers. Because when we had Jeff Garcia, and this is names that you might not remember, but or you weren't around for, but Jeff Garcia was a quarterback after Steve Young. And Terrell Owens had an issue with Jeff Garcia because, you know, like they just didn't get along or whatever the case may be. T.O. leaves, he goes to Philly. And then after a year of like them going to the Super Bowl, everything looked amazing. Looked like it was going to be the start of something fresh for Tio. A year later, he's fighting with the team, and to this day, is not a fan of Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb doesn't like Tio. Like you know, that story has been told over and over again. Um, and it just—I always felt that way. That emotional pull for Terrell Owens, right? So I—I I, I see where you're coming from. And I can see why you're pulling for OBJ because you kind of want him to just validate his talent, you know, yeah. and just say, yo, this guy is it. You know, because when T.O. was in that Super Bowl against the Patriots, I was going up against a lot of Patriots fans who were like, F the Eagles and this and that. And I was just like, T.O. is going to smash you guys with a broken leg. And he really did. With a broken leg, like almost won the Super Bowl, almost stole the Super Bowl from New England. You know, wasn't able to do it for whatever reasons. You know, I'll, I'll always blame uh, Andy Reid for that. But um it is what it is. And I, so I see what you're saying about OBJ. Now, if can the Rams re-sign OBJ if they don't win this Super Bowl? I don't know. Because that's the issue, right? Yeah. The issue is they're negative $14 million in salary cap. I think it's going to turn into eight with the, the bump after the year is over. But it's still negative eight, right? And you have Von Miller, who's, on, who's not restricted free agent now. It's going to be OBJ. It's going to be about another five five or six starters out there that need contracts. Can you bring this talent back? Knowing that Robert Woods is coming back, who I think is a, is a underrated wide receiver. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if, if the Rams recover. So, you know, looking at this game for me, obviously I want to cheer for the Bengals because what a feel-good story is Cincinnati right now, right, with Joe Burrow. I mean, this guy, this guy is awesome, right? This guy is awesome. This guy, this guy was in LSU, and he he was a nobody because at, at the time, Tua was the number one guy. Everybody kept talking about Alabama and Tua and stuff like that. And here comes Joe Burrow, go to LSU, and just takes over the world, right? And, again, I, I didn't know. You just don't – it's hard to tell if the, from college you can do that in the NFL. Absolutely. yeah. And here comes Joe Burrow, goes to the Bengals, and I'm like, that's it. Your career is ruined, buddy. Your, your career is done. You're done. You went to the Bengals. You're done. It's like going to the Jets. It's like a death sentence. Like, you're done. You're finished, guy. You're done. But here he is. After tearing his ACL, goes out there and takes the Bengals 
to the Super Bowl. Holy crap. I want this guy to win one. I want him to win it. And because it's not against the Niners, so I don't have to worry about it, right? Because if it was my Niners against him, I'd be like, holy shit, we're going to lose to Joe Burrow. It's going to be, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I'm going to put a bag over my head, but it's the Rams. I could care less. I need Matthew Stafford and then all of them to lose. I don't care. I don't care. That's the feel good story for me. (laughs) That's why I'm saying, like, I feel like for me, the Super Bowl is such an emotional pool because. Like you have this maybe success story with OBJ and Stafford, right? Also coming, coming out of nowhere, making it this far when people critiqued him for so long about, you know, his dead end career. No offense. (laughs) No, I mean, that's the truth. He couldn't do anything in Detroit. Yeah. And then you have this other team that's like the underdog came out of nowhere came from being one of the worst teams in the league last year. Maybe. No, I think they were the worst team. They, they were, had the worst record. They had last year. They didn't have the worst. No, they had, they had one of the worst, but they didn't have the worst because they had won a couple of games with Joe and then the injury happened. And then he, that was it. And then I think they got the seventh pick, which was very controversial. I don't know if you remember the draft. Everybody wanted the Bengals to draft uh, Sewell, the, the lineman. And instead they went with Jamar Chase. Which yes. I think changes the whole complexion of this of this team. Absolutely. Jamar Chase is a huge reason why the Bengals are in the Super Bowl right now. Yep, yep. Holy so, shit! So I'm telling you, it's an it's an emotional pool. Like, yeah. do I want this? You know, well, well, I guess you still consider him a rookie since he got hurt last year. Is he like a? I mean, Ben Simmons is still a rookie. You know, I mean, he won the freaking Rookie of the Year in his second year. That pissed me off. I'm a Jazz fan. Donovan Mitchell got screwed. I don't care what anybody says. Ben Simmons wins the rookie of the year in the second year because he got hurt. How, what kind of bullshit is that? That's terrible. Okay, so maybe we call him, like, I don't know, his red shirt year or something. Yeah, please, something. But, yeah, like, they, I'm telling you, it's emo- like it's an emotional pull for me, too, because I'm like, damn, we should be cheering for this guy who has a fucking right. success story out of hell. Right, like, right. And, and And the team, just how the, how the team came together to make it this far after, you know, not being any – prospect at all i don't know it's just it's so emotional like i think either way it's going to be a great game Mm -hmm. and i'm really okay with whoever wins to be honest i just want i just want a good show you know yeah yeah for sure here so i'm gonna say this right now i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on record i think it's gonna be a blowout i think the rams win by a blowout I need you to not put that. I, I, I don't want to put that negativity out there. I want to be wrong. I want to come back next week and say I was wrong. What a hell of a game. Bengals won. You know, I want to say all that. But I think that here's my biggest concern for the Cincinnati Bengals, the offensive line. Ranked 30th in the NFL, going up against that defensive front that is just Aaron Donald by himself, that name by himself is enough Massive. you know and and i get that you know like that it, it's not just a one-man show because he's got you know von miller and stuff like that but i mean that, that's another name that you added in the, you know during the middle of the season to just solidify that if any injuries happen you got this guy ready to step in the rams are stacked you know defensively you got ramsey who i think is going to take care of jamar chase because i think the years that Ramsey's got over Chase is going to help him, right? So I don't think that Jamar Chase is going to – he might be – might get him a couple of plays or, or, and whatnot, but is he going to have time to get the ball off? He got sacked nine times against Tennessee. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against Tennessee. 
That's the only reason why Tennessee was even close in that game, because in reality, Cincinnati should have blown them out the water with the way Tannehill was, you know, turning over the football. So that's my biggest concern. I am a huge lineman guy. I coach linemen. So I, the 30th ranked offensive line going up against Los Angeles's defensive line to me scares me. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I think it's going to be to expect a big gap at halftime, kind of like the chiefs and the Bengals when they played right at halftime, it was like, this looks over, right? Maybe the Bengals can come back. I don't know if they can. I got the Rams winning badly. Badly. Okay. That's interesting because I was looking, um, not a better, right? I'm uh-huh. not huge on like sports betting, but yeah. I was looking into, you know, betting on the Super Bowl because I'm like, hey, why not? You know, it's like right. the end of the year. There's any time you're going to bet, it's probably the Super Bowl. But the spread is four. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay. Um, because I guess like everyone's predicting it like, to be a close game, obviously, right. but for it to be a close field goal game. Right. Because, you know, I don't know. 24, I feel like both, both these kickers have been like it, essential to, to their wins. McPherson is a, uh, he's a stud. I mean, his rookie year, he's kicking field goals like he's, you know, Adam Vinatieri. I mean, this guy has balls of steel, man. I love it. I, I, this Bengals team is just a feel-good story, man. Shout out to one of my old managers, Benjamin, man. He's a big Bengals fan, and I used to, and I was like, man, this, it ain't never going to happen for you. I don't know how you a Cincinnati fan, but man, I'm happy that he, he must be ecstatic with his team in the, in the bowl. I hope, he, I hope he was able to get a ticket or something like that. And speaking of tickets, Ribsy, these Super Bowl tickets. Yo. What the hell is that? The cheapest is like, what, 6000 Oh, oh, maybe you're right. It's cheapest, yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah, cheapest. Like the 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 most affordable ticket that you can get in Buffalo, Egypt, where you can barely see the football, <laughs> is six thousand dollars. That is nuts. That is the most. They're saying that it is the most expensive Super Bowl of of all time. Of right. All so time. It's, it's it's so it's done. So I'm actually on Ticketmaster right now. I went on Ticketmaster. It's right now a resale. For section 552, right? Most stadiums finish at 300. This stadium goes up to 552, and it's at $4,000. I paid $3,500 in my Super Bowl, and I was at the club level seats. So I had like my own restaurant behind me, my own bathroom. Like it was a good setup. This is, like you said, but fuck Egypt in the corner. Like, you're not watching the game really. I mean, what's the point of buying that ticket? Like, you might as well just watch it at home at that point. I mean, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pay that ridiculous amount. I mean, maybe, no, maybe if my team was there. If you're a diehard fan, I mean. I, I get it. I get it. And look, I'll say being, I've been there. The environment is amazing. If the if I watch the Niners lose to the Ravens the way they lost on TV, I'm very depressed. The way me being there live, I kind of left there going, that was a hell of a game, man. We lost, but wow, that was fun. That was real, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Suck to lose, but it was a lot of fun. Now I'm looking at club level seats around the the sections that I used that I got for my uh for my ticket. Right now, that same ticket is about nine thousand seven hundred dollars. Not okay. <laughs> not not okay. That's three times what I paid 
when I went to the Super Bowl back in 2012. Nope. That is ridiculous. I have friends in LA and I, and one particular is a Rams fan and you know she's like not happening. I'm yeah. not I'm not paying that much to go see my team. Yeah. Honestly, you know. some what do they think that these these fans do? Like right, they better right. have Rams fans that are like billionaires because I mean that stadium better be packed of actors and actresses. That that that's it. I, all I want to see is a bunch of actors and actresses. I don't even care if they're canceled or not. I want all actors and actresses at that stadium because that, there's no way someone normal should be paying those tickets. No. And if anybody's there that's normal, it's because they have family members that play for the teams. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Or, or well, did you hear that story of um, Stafford's wife buying tickets for yeah. for Rams fans? Yeah. And uh, the uh, Whitworth, what's, what's his name? The Lyman. His, his wife did the same thing. And Joe Staley, the uh, ex-offensive tackle for the San Francisco 49ers, and Frank Gore were like, hey, we'll buy the tickets too. Don't sell it to Rams fans. So they were kind of like trolling her. And uh, I think his name is Andrew Whitworth, the lineman. I forget his name. But he ended up uh, kind of calling out Staley, like, oh, you trolling like women now and this. And then I was like, dude, relax. Like, it wasn't like he said anything disrespectful. Like, get off that tough man shit. Your team's going to the Super Bowl. Be happy. You know, whatever. Like, Kick rocks, go loose to the Bengals. I don't care. Ribsy, <laughs> yes. you go to a Super Bowl party. What has to be there as far as food? What do you have to eat there? Well, like if you if you go there and you're missing this item, it's not a Super Bowl party. What is that? I'm not a big beer drinker, so I can't okay. say beer. Damn, no beer, Cribs? Mm. No, I mean, like, I'll drink it if it's there, but I'm not like, oh my god, I must have, you know, like it's it's whatever, it's it's okay. Um, for me, it's pizza. Gotta have pizza. You gotta have pizza. I'm okay with the wings. I'm all right with mm -hmm. not wings. I'm okay, you know, like it's it is what it is. I'm not also not crazy about wings. Depends where they're from. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, for me, it's pizza. I think for me, at least football pizza come for together me it's football and wings <laughs> I, I mean i mean i, I don't know I, I, and i get it pizza is i mean you can't go wrong with pizza right you can't but i mean i've been eating wings at super bowl parties i think my whole life i think if there's no wings it's like yo who the, who the fuck hosted this okay. party today like you know? so here's another confessional uh-oh i ate wings for the first time in my life at like age 24. Stop it. Stop it right now. 24? 24, about three years ago. As a matter of fact, it was probably with the cool kids. Now, for people that don't know the cool kids, me and Cribs used to work together at T-Mobile and the cool kids are our ex-co-workers of ours. And we all named ourselves the cool kids because we would always hang out with each other and talk junk with each other. and. You ate wings for the first time with the cool kids, and you didn't even mention it to us because I would have been—I would have never forgot that ever in my life if you would have told me that. Yeah, I don't like to be trolled. <laughs> yeah. If I can avoid it, I will. Well, welcome to reckless trolls. Like this is gonna be. <laughs> wow. So wings. So what did you think? Did, I mean, and where did we have it? Where did we have the wings at? Oh, man, I can't for the life of me remember, but I just Abby remember else? John. I remember Jonathan was making fun of me, and I was like, "Oh my god, fine, I'll have the stupid wing." Like, oh, so he knew, he knew. <laughs> Damn it, 
he didn't tell us. I like, I'll have a stupid wing. And then I ate the stupid wing. And I was like, all right, great. It's chicken, like, on the bone. Cool. Yeah. This is awesome. Not a big deal. Yeah, you know, like, and then I got shit for not eating the wings right. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, need oh. suck, you need to suck all the chicken off. I'm like, that's oh, a crime. God. That's a crime. I think in Venezuela, they execute you if you don't eat the chicken the right way. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm going to ask my Venezuelan friends. We got to get that checked out. But yeah, you got to eat the chicken the right way, man. You can't leave chicken on the damn bones. It's like, what are you doing here? I mean, these chickens are dying. Or these chickens are being sacrificed for our sins. And here you are not eating it all the way down to the bone. Like, that's just terrible. Because terrible. that's why I just do pizza. You know, I just, I eat my pizza. No one's bothering me. Do you eat the crust? Of course. Okay, good, good. Because I can't, that's another thing I can't stand. Leave the crust. Why are we leaving the crust, man? What's going on? Well, some crust people got like love. carb issues, you know, but no, I eat my, the one thing that I will say that I've also gotten made fun of is I dip my pizza in ranch. I think I've seen that before. Yeah. I think I've seen that before. So you're safe there. I'm going to say great. you're safe there. It's great. And whoever uh, doesn't and whoever hasn't tried it, try it. And don't make fun of it until you try it. Don't knock it until you try it. Not a ranch guy, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip that. Oh but, my god! Uh, if you tell me you are a blue cheese guy, we are done. I'm not. I hate blue cheese too. Okay. I'm not a big, I'm not a big dipper guy. If I dip anything, it's honey mustard usually. But anyways, Cribs, let me ask you something. Right? You love sports. You represent a small demographic that is. The stereotype is, they don't like it, right? So when it comes to the Super Bowl, there's a lot of women that watch Super Bowls, but they don't watch Super Bowls, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. They're actually all about the party. Like, hey, we're getting together. Invite the girls. We're chit-chatting. We're not even watching the game. The halftime show, we're here to watch the halftime show. We're here to watch the commercials, right? But Cribs, you fall in a small demographic, right, that is slowly growing. I feel like it's growing, and I'm loving it. I love the fact that women are getting more into sports because it's uh, it just makes me as a as a man happy because it's like I can talk to somebody and just you can bounce things yeah. off each other and not and I don't have to pick and choose what kind of conversation I don't always want to talk about what my favorite Netflix series show is you know I like to talk about sports so what is it about sports that is like it's taking a while for women to kind of like get into like what's what's going on all right so here's what I will say about that and this is <laughs> this is coming from my heart because it's mm -hmm. a big deal for me so I what started working in sports uh, three, four years ago All or right. so, right? However, I've been blogging and following sports since, well, blogging high school, following middle school. So it's been a while, right? And yeah. obviously it was part of this underrepresented demographic. Like I told you, I was the only girl invited to this Super Bowl party. My first time at a Super Bowl party, only no. girl there, surrounded by a bunch of guys. Um, they they had invited other girls, but the other girls didn't go because, like you said, they just don't watch football. But now here's the thing. I think that the issue isn't that women don't watch sports. Okay. They I don't understand that, it? No. I think okay. the issue is that the media has never cared to cover women mm -hmm. in sports and that's where they're underrepresented so i mean think about like okay i'm gonna try to 
get into what my boyfriend likes, right? So I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch a game with him. I'm going to have him explain, explain to me what is happening. I'm going to understand. But the only thing that I see on TV the whole time is no one that looks like me. Okay. All okay. men. All men everywhere. ESPN, a Fox, whatever, like everything, right? So yeah. you feel like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Like you feel like a, you know, like a outlier. Like it's not. It's you, not for you. Yeah. You know, but now, now you see more women represented in or on ESPN, Fox News. Bally Sports Sun, like all these news media that are understanding yeah. that there are women who understand sports and they're, you know, like equality, all of this stuff is coming now to play. And so it makes it easier. Like now you see a woman and you see her and you're like, well, you know what? If she gets it, I can get it too. So I'm not weird if I like it. And that's how I felt like me as a woman who enjoyed sports for so long once i started seeing actual representation on espn doris burke on nba joy taylor on espn like all these women who are like you know being the forefront runners and representing like this demographic that has been underrepresented i'm like okay so this is it like this is this it's real, you know, there are yeah. women out there. So I don't believe that it's not that women don't like sports. I believe that one, like you said, maybe they don't understand it. And maybe they don't have a partner who's patient enough to be like, hey, sit down. Let me show you what a first, second, third down is, you know? Yeah. And also, I think that it didn't help that, you know, during those games, they were sitting there and it was all fucking men. But now we see more representation and we see more women coming out. Not to mention, we also see women's sports growing in a huge amount. You know, like the WNBA got so much recognition last year. We have like, you know, like it, it's it's getting out there. I don't want to say it's equality because, you know, we've been fighting for equality for a long time. And equality, right. we can call racial, gender, whatever, you know, like there's so many, so many issues. But yeah, I do think that now and moving forward, as long as we see more women being represented in the media, because that's, you know, what we see, that's what we're visualizing, that that's going to help that demographic grow. And then obviously you have like marketing, you know, targeting and all that other stuff, but that's like, you know, team based or whatever. But yeah, I think that that's, that that's what's happening. Like you see this growth. And, and women liking sports or women finally giving it a chance because now there's more representation within the industry. Right. Like I worked for the Miami Heat and there is more women working in the, in the office than there are men. And anyone who doesn't work in the industry would think like, oh, you know, it's, it's all men. Male dominated. Yeah. And, and it is, don't get me wrong. It still is a male dominated um, industry, but there is a lot more representation in those rooms now. And that's sure. making a difference in the fan bases. Yeah. So I, I always wondered if it was a U.S. thing, because I'll give you an example. So in soccer, like, I, I you know, I watch my male soccer all day and, and I watch from leagues. I'll watch, you know, international soccer. But when it comes to women, um, 
I'm very big on the World Cup for the women's, you know, and I, and I get into it. And I know that the quality, at least in my eyes, is not as good as the men's. Um, and it's not that, you know, it, it's a growing sport. You know, it's uh, the women don't get enough support, you know, within their federations. They don't have enough training. The U.S. women's national team deserves a, a lot of recognition mm-hmm. for building soccer, uh, you know, internationally, basically, because they've done a great job in helping other countries that are like, they don't have the resources to come and train with them and, and get that resources and build the sport so that more teams can be competitive instead of your usual USA, Brazil, China, um, you know, those type of teams that or Canada, you know, those teams were the ones that were dominating. Now it's growing to the point that, you know, now you have, you know, Netherlands, you know, putting out a good team, France putting out a good team. So it's like growing little by little, you know, same thing with the men's, the, you know, but whatever the case may be. So I don't know if it has anything to do with the, with us as a, as a country, maybe we just don't care enough about women's sports. I, I try to watch women's college basketball. I'll watch probably the final four and the, and the, and the finals because it seems like those are the four best teams that are going to show up. That's what ends up happening with college football. Like, it's like, I kind of don't pay attention if it ain't Michigan. And usually by the college playoffs, I'm like, all right, cool. Like who's the top four teams? You got Bama, you got, um, usually Ohio state in there somewhere, so, you know, hidden. So it's almost like boring, you know, cause it's like, these are the dominating teams. You know, there's no, like, like the NFL Bengals, I don't know where, right. Even though the Rams were a favorite team, you know, we were talking more about green Bay and Tampa Bay more than we were talking about Los Angeles. So it's good to see teams like an LA Rams, a Cincinnati Bengals show up and just we're in the game. You know what I mean? Tom Brady's retired. So now it's anybody's game at this point. Right. So, that's cool. Does women sports need that? Because it's, it seems like that's what's killing the sport, at least in, in my eyes as a male viewer. You know, I don't mind watching women play. I just don't know if the level of competition is the same. Do you watch the WNBA? I, I watched I watched last year the finals. I was so into the finals last year, you know, with uh, uh, the overtime games. I was like, you know, me and my friends, I started as a joke because we were like, you know, this is what they live for, kind of. And then all of a sudden it turned into, yo, dude, these these girls are going at it. <laughs> like, these girls are going back and forth. This is actually pretty exciting. And, and we got into it and we laughed because we were like, we started as a joke talking talking shit about it. But at the end, we ended up kind of becoming fans of, the, of that final series. You know, that was a pretty fun series to watch. Yeah. So I think I and, and this goes back to like the media and it's just because. And I will say it is a U.S. thing. I do think it is a U.S. thing because we're we're so, you know, we're always on our phones. We're always on Twitter with the news. We're always on whatever, watching whatever you're watching. Like I stream games on my phone all the time, you know, like whatever's there. And then the 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 thing is that you don't have that oh you don't always have that access to women's sports right yeah, so right. you'll you you'll be able to watch college football game you'll be able to watch college basketball men's game you'll be able yeah. to watch those kind of things like right on your phone right on your screen right on your whatever mm-hmm. but women's games don't get that access so i think the problem is with the media i don't think that they do not compete as much no i think that if anything you have more competitive nature is with women just because they're women if that makes sense uh-huh. so yeah yeah you know what i mean so i think that the competitiveness is there i think what we lack is the you the know spotlight. like yeah and 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 the the access to it like right. it's just well, the nfl not- 
the NFL didn't become the number one sport until they got the access to it. You know what I mean? Because it was always baseball. And once football got, you know, that Jerry Jones money in there and, and got like broadcast. Exactly. And got put in the media and got put yeah. everywhere. Like they deserve, they, they deserve their airtime. And once they get their airtime and it's the same thing with women, once women start getting more airtime, I think that it'll become a more prevalent thing. But yeah, I think for now it's, it is what it is. But no, I don't think that women do not compete at the same level. I think if anything, women compete at a higher level because they have more to prove, you know, and they're they're more like, no, we want to get this game on on TV. So I can agree with that. I can agree with that. They, they have to prove. Yeah, they have to prove that they are as just as good as the men, if not better. You know, so that's that's pretty dope. Um, so we're running out of time. So I'm going to do a quick, quick bullet points with you real quick. Ready? Right. Should we have Mondays off after the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Holiday. Give it to me. Yeah, right? Like, let's get it together, Biden. At least give us one thing, Biden. Jesus, you haven't done shit. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Should other sports follow suit of the Super Bowl? The one game, everything is on the line at a neutral location. You win or you're out. Should other sports do the same? No. 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 I, I love the NBA setup where you have like, you know, best of seven series. I think that that, I, I don't know, at least for me as a fan, like that excites me because anything can happen. You know, you have more of a possibility of like shit going down. Like, I don't know. It's more exciting. Um, and then we can so. talk about hockey too. Hockey's the same thing. Like they're, But they're I feel like the World Cup final is like, hey, that's the final. Like you either show up or you don't. You, you, you done messed up if you didn't do it, you know. And then the argument is not the, not always the best team wins, you know what I mean? Because you get that that little fluke win. Look, I think if the Giants and the New England Patriots have a best of seven series, the New England Patriots win that series four to one, right? The Giants win that one game, and then Patriots come back and, and win four in a row right after that, you know? So is it is it really that much more fun? I don't know. I think they should follow suit. I wouldn't I, mind one big NBA game, one final game. Like that's it. No, you're wild. <laughs> That would be so boring. Like if it's just one game, maybe, maybe call me traditional. Call yeah. me traditional. I don't think that I can watch a seven series football final. Me neither. I can't. And plus you're putting too much wear and tear on these guys' bodies. Yeah, already, absolutely. Right? Like, I don't think that that, I don't even think a, a series of three would work. Like it Not just, it, that, sh that wouldn't make sense, you know, yeah. but for basketball, it's just it's it's different. It's different. The NCAA championship, man. That those games are something else. That's I, true. I, I, that's all I'm saying, man. I don't know. I mean, can you can you imagine how many more championship teams we would have in the NBA if I mean there would be no such thing as dynasties? How hard but, it would be for the but, Bulls to win dynasties? But that's what I don't want. Like I think that that that's the prestige that the NBA has is that. That Larry O'Brien trophy is, is, yeah. Seven games, you know, you did it. You know. Yes, you know, like <laughs> it's it's a it's an honor. Like, all right, we'll go into when when Toronto won, right? So when Toronto won, I was working for the Miami Heat at the time. Uh -huh. So you can imagine like the talk that that's happening throughout the office, whatever. And I like me and my boss had a conversation. I'll never forget this. And I said, I was like, I want Toronto to win. I yeah. think that they deserve to win and they deserve this championship. And then my boss, he, and 
I was just talking out loud. My yeah. boss turns around and we're talking about my senior director, like <laughs> the guy, you know, like <laughs> the guy. And he turns, he turns his chair around and he like looks at me and he's like, you don't understand. And I'm like, what don't I, what did I understand? Like, what is it? And he's like, I don't want another team to have a Larry O'Brien trophy. This would be their first championship. Like this would mean that there is another team out there that has this trophy and the prestige in the NBA is that not everybody gets this trophy. Like for them to have this first time win, you know, like, I guess. And, and it made sense to me. Like, I was like, okay, I get that. Like, I mean, I still wanted them to win. So yeah, you know, like go Toronto. You guys deserve that. But it's true. Like, it's just, it's a prestige that comes. That's a little to me personally, that's a little higher than a Super Bowl trophy. Don't hurt me. Ah! Yeah. Don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Opinions. That's that's what that's what we're here for. Reckless thoughts is what we're here for, and that's a reckless thought, right? That there. is a reckless thought. Right? Larry O'Brien is way more uh prestigious. Way more. The, like put it on the scale. Than a know, Vince like, Lombardi trophy. I mean, the Vince Lombardi trophy. Like I don't know. And the NBA season is much longer. They play more games. For no reason. I kind of want to. I kind of want to Google the stats <laughs> on injuries to know who gets injured more: NBA players or NFL players. I think NFL players because I think they like tear ACLs real quick. And I mean, I don't know what it, what's in the water that ACL tears is the new thing, but it's like it's like. Anyways, we have run out of time on our first episode. This was fun. Is that it? That it, right? I mean, we could go on. We could we could do this for five hours and we have no problems and, and we could do this all day. But that's the good thing because we're gonna do it, you know, again next week. Um, all right, before we leave, final score. Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm stuck on this because I wanna place bets. <laughs> I do, I do. And you know what the the over is? The over is 48. So I'm like that's a low scoring game. That's a 24, 20, what is it, 28? 24 game, right? No, um, 24. No, what is it? 26, 22 game. 26, 22. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Dang. I think maybe 17, 14. Think wow. it's gonna be, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be determined by a field goal, really. And that's going to suck because I am not going to bet on the spread because it is four. And I don't think that there's going to well, be could, a win. You could, you could bet on the spread. It's Rams favored by four, right? So if you think that it's going to be less than four, you vote for Bengals. No, they and have if, to They have to win over four. The, exactly. The Rams need to win by four, right? Right. But so look, over if four. You bet, exactly. So if you bet for the Bengals and the Rams win by three, you still win the bet. Oh, yeah. No. Yes, that's how it works. Are you sure? No, they have Absolutely. to win by four. They have to win by four. So since you picked the Bengals with the spread, okay, you win 17. the bet. No, because they'd be 17 to 13. Well, if no, 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 they're no, going no. by my score. No, no, because you go, yeah, because all of the bet is saying is that the Rams win by four, right? That's yeah. all it's saying. Yeah. So if you say, I don't think the Rams are going to win by four, you vote Bengals. Gotcha. And then, and then, the, if the Rams win by three or less, or the Bengals win, you win the bet. Ah, you didn't know that little twist to it. See, you learn something new here at Reckless Thoughts. You know, at hey. Reckless Betting. 
Regular Saints. Stop it, right? I have the Rams 34 to 17. The Rams winning this Super Bowl by a blowout. It's I don't think it's gonna be close. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Joe Burrow does it for the for the city of Cincinnati. They deserve it. Um I don't know. How many years has it been for them? They've never won a Super Bowl. At all. At all. Last time they were there, it was 1988 against the Niners. They lost. Um, you know, they lost to the Niners twice, actually, in Super Bowl. So I, it would have been weird seeing them for a third time. They probably would have gotten a bunch of nightmares, you know, seeing the, ni- the Niners again. So I'm sure they were pretty happy to see a, a fresh team in, in the Super Bowl against them. So, uh, you know, shout out to the Bengals. I hope they, they're able to pull it off. But I, I think Los Angeles is just a better team. I think they invested for this moment, for this one moment. Because after this, mm-hmm. L.A.'s done. Done. Like Seattle. Seattle and L.A. is done. It's going to be a San Francisco-Arizona division. Yeah, because they're going to have to, you know, rebuild. I don't think that they have enough to bring anybody. Well, bring some people back, but not not the whole team. Yeah. Bye, L.A. <laughs> Dang, I don't know. I don't know, because now, now you got me thinking. Because you got me thinking about their defense, and their defense definitely can shit on the Bengals. No. This is not no. Kansas City's defense, which was yeah. a little shaky all year. This is not Tennessee. No, they've been fucking amazing. I, I mean, I used to have the Rams defense on fantasy, so <sighs> all right, it has to be a higher score. Lower Bengals. I think the Bengals get at least two. I think they'll make at least two. But I <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stick with what you believe is gonna happen, Cribs. Gotta stick with what you believe is gonna happen. 34-17 is what I got. That's my final score. That's it. I'm sealing it. 34-17. I'm actually going to write it down so that way we remember next week when we come back. All right. And I'm going to go with 24-14. Rams. Rams. Okay. That's not bad. Still a pretty close game. Yeah. What are we talking about next week, Cribs? Next week, well, obviously we'll give a post-Super Bowl whatever. Yeah. (laughs) We'll decide whoever. Um, you know what else can we talk about? We talk it's about Valentine's Day. Oh next week. What is that? Single awareness day. Huh? Single. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can talk about our um anybody our, wants to know our, our status. Oh, sticky. All right, cool. We'll get into that. We'll get into some reckless thoughts on dating and all that and Valentine's Day and the, the horrific holiday that it is. You can't even get the day off. No, Hallmark. <laughs> Hallmark holidays. We can also talk about Euphoria because it is finally to the level where I am going to start watching the shows. You're caught up? I am not caught up yet. I'm going to start watching now. I told you, I wait for at least four episodes to be out. I hate like waiting. If y'all know what I'm talking about, last episode, holy crap. I was like this the whole time. I was like a girl. I was like a girl. I was like, oh, no. Like, yeah, I was, yo. Oh, my mom came in. She's like, who are you yelling at? Because I kept saying, no, no. no. My, my mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, mom, it's, I'm sorry, but I'm acting like a girl right now. So it was pretty bad. It was pretty, pretty bad. Euphoria is a good show. Men, don't be scared to watch Euphoria. It's a really good show, man. It has, it's not a girly show. It's a really, really good show. Very, very well do- done. Very yes. well thought of. So. so we'll be able to talk about that. I'll probably binge it this week <laughs> while I do nothing on Valentine's Day. Oh, gosh. Well, either way, hope you get some roses. I know that uh, 
I'm not getting probably anything, but that's okay. We'll see you next week, guys. Reckless Thoughts with Alexander and Cribs, AK, signing out. Bye, y'all. Let's go, let's go, Bengals. <laughs> How do you do this end broadcast? Thank <laughs> you.